I want to talk today about a woman worth emulating from uh, Proverbs 21. And, and, and actually, it's not just about a mom. This is Mother's Day, so we honor moms, we honor wives. But I want to talk about uh, all women and celebrate all women. We don't do that enough, I think, in our culture and in uh, the Church of Jesus Christ. And I've got a particular kind of reason uh, in our church culture that I want to do that. But I want to celebrate women who uh, function in every sphere of our culture and our world and our society, uh, women who are uh, involved in business or the arts, women who are involved in, uh, as a homemaker, women who are involved in both the home and the professional world. Uh, I want to talk about women of noble character in general. And um, I want to frame it by uh, reading a news story that I was reading last night. I actually had gone to bed and woke back up and kind of remembered a, a, a recent event where a fairly prominent uh, preacher who is uh, on the radio was asked to give a knee-jerk reaction to a series of words. This was a conference for pastors. The first was a, was a name, Beth Moore. What's your knee-jerk reaction? The answer was, go home go home, and the crowd thought that that was hilarious. And predictably, social media exploded with responses to both castigate and defend the speaker and uh, Beth Moore herself. Uh, he made a number of derisive comments about her, said there's no case that can be made for a woman preacher, period, paragraph, end of discussion. Apparently there's no room to discuss issues and how God's word applies to issues in our culture. We just state what we believe and we move on. Uh, there was a number of other uh, derogatory comments made. I think about women who uh, love God's word and teach God's word, including just because you have the charisma and the capacity to sell jewelry on QVC doesn't mean you should be preaching God's word uh, to the body of Christ. And I thought it was very offensive. And uh, an article came on Christianity Today in response to this uh, that pointed out that despite the statement, we don't want to let culture exegete the Bible, that in the Bible, home has never primarily been a woman's place. In other words, when this pastor said, go home, he invoked a paradigm that is not biblical. And any church teaching that solely consigns women to the responsibilities of home while sort of tacitly excusing men from the same responsibility, is exegetically paper-thin. Well, just with that in mind, uh, I was thinking of the message I had prepared and the time I had spent uh, studying God's Word, especially in Proverbs 31, which is uh, the woman of noble character, and very specifically in Proverbs 31, it's the wife of noble character, but I want to just talk broadly about women, and you'll see why, because this woman has diverse talents and skills. It starts off Proverbs 31 uh, in the first verse with the sayings of King Lemuel, and it says it's an inspired utterance that his mother taught him. Catch this, the inspired utterance that King Lemuel's mother taught him. Uh, the words of a mom here as elsewhere throughout the pages of God's word, the words of a woman are here encapsulated 
in Scripture. Is this because she was the perfect woman? No. The words encapsulated are written uh, or spoken by men uh, are not given by perfect men other than the words of God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, but the words of individuals, uh, we are not perfect individuals, none of us. All have sinned, God's word said, and fall short of God's glory. But here we have an inspi some inspired utterance that his mother had taught him, and it's an alignment here in the final chapter of Proverbs. It's an alignment with Proverbs 1.8, which talks about the wisdom and insight that, that those who are younger need to give uh, heed to that come from one's father on the one hand, and then Proverbs 1.8, one's mother on the other hand. God's word comes to us from men, comes to us from women. And then he gives some, uh, some uh, specific Proverbs, and then we come to this kind of expanded narrative in verse 10 and following. And uh, if you're kind of read along with the notes, and I hope you have the notes because uh, there's a couple points today, if you notice on the notes, but we'll just start reading verse 10, that a woman of noble character who can find. I'm going to stop right there. A woman of noble character who can find. Can we also say men, boys, a man of noble character who can find? A person of noble character who can find? It's hard to find a person of great nobility. Throughout this crisis, the coronavirus crisis, we have seen people of nobility, people who have served others at great personal cost, and we, we uh, admire and we uh, encourage and affirm those who are working in high-risk jobs to enable the rest of us to continue life as relatively normal as it is. But we admire and we applaud and we congratulate and we celebrate nobility. People who go above and beyond. People of great character. During the same season of time, we've seen people who are not of noble character. We, we've seen it in all spheres of life, which is always the case, but we've seen it in the political world where people have done or said things that are not things that reflect nobility, greatness, excellence, character. We've seen it in our world. The paper today told the story of a local gathering, a party that was given that exceeded the 10-person uh, advised uh, limit to gathering, but a person came who was uh, obviously ill, and was apparently joking about that illness and because of this person's selfishness and lack of character, a number of people have contracted the coronavirus crisis. That's not nobility. But of course, it's easy to talk about other people and to look around us and to point a finger. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, the great Russian writer uh, who spent so much time in the Russian gulags or prisons, once gave uh, an address where he talked about evil in the human heart, and he says the, the line separating good and evil rights runs straight through the center of the human heart. All of us have sinned and fall short of God's glory. So again, verse 10, a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides 
food for her family, and portion for her women servants. She considers a field and buys it, and out of her earnings she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle in her, with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the leaders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, supplies the merchants with sashes. She herself is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. And she speaks with wisdom. And the law of kindness is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household. She does not eat the bread of, of idleness. And so her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, repeating kind of what he began with about that person of noble character. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Well, living God, we thank you for inspiring uh, King Solomon, who is the primary collector of this collection of Proverbs. We thank you for King Lemuel, who uh, takes his part in the uh, contributors to the book. And we thank you for the mother of King Lemuel, who gave this inspired utterance that has been now in, uh, inscribed into the very word of God to his people. We thank you for her, and we ask, God, that you will allow your Holy Spirit to take these words and to inscribe them on our hearts, that we would apply our ears to the wisdom that she shares and the wisdom that is given to us, describing this virtuous, noble wife, and uh, allow us to see how possibly we might be able to learn as men, as boys, as well. May all of us, whatever our situation in life, whether married or single, whether male or female, may all of us draw from your word the insight and wisdom that you intain, intend for us to draw from it. And may we live according to it. And we ask this in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, even at home, amen.
One of my uh, favorite books on leadership uh, is uh, a number of the books of John Maxwell. One of his books is The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And he, John likes to say, you know, whenever people come up to me and say, what's the one thing, John? What's the one thing that I need to know about leadership? He says, there, there isn't one thing. There are 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. Well, as it turns out, there are about 21 verses that describe this woman of noble character. But I thought that that would be too much for this morning. So I don't have 21 points, and you can just share a sigh of relief. There's only 20 points, although actually there's one in there that could have been split into two, but I was running out of room on the page, to be honest. So here we go. Are you ready? Do you have a pen? Do you have a paper? Do you have the outline printed out? A woman of noble character, not just a wife, but a woman of noble character, or a person of noble character, or a human being of noble character, but in this case it's a wife specified that we can learn from, goodness knows, in church. When we're reading the uh, Word of God, because sometimes of the biases of the men who preach, and sometimes because of the patriarchal society in which a lot of the Bible was written, women have to take what is said to men and sometimes translate that. And some of our more contemporary uh, translations uh, have begun to uh, respect this and honor this and to help us in the process. So when the Bible in the New Testament, for example, when uh, the Bible addresses uh, brothers, some of the translations now supply brothers and sisters because it's understood that Paul is talking to human beings and in the churches we know from his greetings at the beginning and at the end of his letters, uh, there are women and there are men who are involved. And so women have had to translate kind of instructions to men into the world of women for years, centuries, and millennia. Men, we can do the same this morning. If you have complaints, because some of you probably will, I would like to hear them, uh, please email me at brandon at bethanyonline.net. That's brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N at bethanyonline.net. I await your comments. The first principle is that women of noble character, number one, are few and far between. And as such, are priceless, right? What is the writer tell us, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. People of noble character in our culture. We live in a crass culture. We live in a, a cynical culture. We live in a disrespectful culture. But not just the, the words that we share. At the very core, we are not, often, we are not, people of nobility. Paul instructed us, as we looked in our daily encouragements uh, last month from Philippians 4, Paul encouraged us to think about things that are excellent, that are pure, that are good, that are noble. We're doing that today. Women of noble character, people of noble character. They're few and far between. As such, they are priceless. Number two, women of noble character, number two, are trustworthy. We read in verse 11 that her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Now, I believe that this applies to 
women even more broadly than just in uh, a marriage relationship, because this could apply to single women. This could apply to women not just in the home, but in the workplace. I believe women of noble character are trustworthy. I believe people of noble character are trustworthy. And if you're in the process of doing some hiring right now, although there have been so many layoffs and we uh, uh, weep for those, so many people in our country who have lost jobs, been furloughed or laid off even temporarily. We rejoice this morning to hear family focus meeting together in a, a Zoom meeting and just rejoice hearing the, the sharing of prayer requests and then people stopping and praying for people. Uh, what just lifted my heart to hear it, bless you Chris and Bruce Peterson for your leadership in that area. But I thought uh, one of our uh, Bethany members who shared there, um, we've prayed for it, lost his job and it's just in the process of applying for and getting approved for a new position. We celebrate that. You want to hire somebody, what kind of person do you want to look for? You want to look for a person who's noble. You want to look, number two, for a person who's trustworthy. Number three, a woman of noble character and a, a person of noble character. Number three, can be counted on to be a blessing to others and never a curse. We cannot be a blessing to others. Verse 12. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. We, we want to be people, all of us, men, men, women, married, single, divorced, widowed. We want to be people who serve as a blessing to other people. Dallas Willard and his wife Jane used to begin their morning praying together and they often prayed this prayer. Uh, Lord, make us the kind of people who when other people encounter us throughout the course of the day, thank God that he made the world and put us in it. Help us to be people who bless other people. The woman described here is exactly that. We want to be a friend who's a blessing to our friends. We want to be a, a co-worker to people that we bless. We want to be a, an employee that blesses the people we work with and work for. We want to be an employer who is a blessing to people who work on our behalf. No matter what category in life, we want to be a person who is a blessing to other people. Number four, women of noble character are skilled workers and self-starters. Look at verse 13. She selects wool and flax. She goes to uh, the plant world. She goes to the animal world and that agrarian economy that existed in the time in which the book of Proverbs was written. In fact, most of the Bible was written to people in an agrarian society. But here's a person of some skill, not just a person working with wool and flax, but a person who is actively involved in selecting what kind of wool would be best, what kind of flax would be uh, best. And then it says, works with eager hands. Works with eager hands. Reminds me of the, the encouragement by Paul in Colossians 3, is it, and uh, Ephesians 4 as well, to those who work. And that we should be a blessing to the people on whose behalf we work. And that we should understand that when we're serving in our jobs even, in a maybe a secular job, so to speak, as most of us do, 
that we want to be workers who do good work whether or not our boss is standing over our shoulder. And in fact, right now, those who are blessed to continue working, uh, many of them are not working with bosses standing directly over their shoulder looking at what they're doing. And do we work with all what we've got? Do we work with integrity? Do we remember that we're not ultimately not working for a human employer? We're working for the Lord. This woman works with eager hands, doesn't have to be kind of uh, pushed or coddled into action. This woman is a self-starter. She takes initiative. Number five, women of noble character get the job done, no matter how hard it is. And they do that so they can take care of their family or those who depend on them. Look at verses 14 and 15. She gets up while it is still night. In other words, early in the morning, gets up while it's still night, provides food for her family and portions for her women servants, those who are dependent on her. This woman may happen to be a, a person of some means and that they have servants. In the culture uh, that uh, King Lemuel's mother is writing in, uh, servant was not necessarily a slave, and many people served as servants. But this woman feels an obligation, a moral obligation, to provide for, his, for her family, but also for her servants. Does this apply to men as well? Well, the New Testament tells us, Paul tells us in the pastoral letters, that a man who fails to provide for his own family is worse than an infidel, worse than a, a rebel against God. This is a calling to us as human beings, reflected in the, the person of a woman of noble character. We all can learn from this to get the job done, no matter how hard it is. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. Uh, the, it may take effort to provide for ourselves and for our families and for those we care about. It may take effort more than normal right now during this season of time because of the economic downturn that we are experiencing, because of the physical distancing that many people uh, are taking in order to preserve the health of those among us who are most vulnerable. I love seeing the example of hard work that's involved. And again, the affirmation that I quoted earlier from a male pastor in a gathering of apparently all male pastors, so I thought this was uproariously funny to say that this woman teacher should stay home we see the Proverbs 31 woman doesn't particularly stay home if you look at verse 16. What does she do? What do they do? Noble women, women of noble character, they cultivate real estate wisdom. Cultivate real estate wisdom and entrepreneurial savvy. You say, uh, come again? That's verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. When you consider property, you don't just grab the first thing that happens to pop up. It takes time. It takes effort. One of the prayer requests today was for a, a young couple who's a part of our extended church family, and they're starting to look for a home, their first home. We're praying. We're praying, and we believe that God's going to answer prayer. But 
one of the things that we're called to as people is to provide for our families is to, to gain some permanence in our living conditions. Real estate wisdom is not easy to come by. It's a challenge for most of us to kind of sort through and figure out. But I love this example. This woman of noble character cultivates real estate wisdom and entrepreneurial savvy. It goes on to say, out of the earnings that she makes, so apparently she turns a profit on this real estate, also difficult to do in this economic climate, she plants a vineyard. So she, she is now uh, expanding out the f- family uh, financial uh, resources in order to to gain even more not just in a selfish way as we'll see in a moment considers the field and buys it out of her earnings she plants a vineyard I'm just for a moment if I could just say this I'm starting to feel a little bit intimidated by this woman of noble character because she is quite a woman and she is not just sitting at home ordering jewelry on QVC I just gotta say Let's go on. Number seven, women of noble character are not afraid of a little hard work, verse 17. They're not afraid of hard work. Verse 17, she sets about her work vigorously, with energy. And her arms are strong for her tasks. In other words, the Hebrew word here, interestingly enough, is the word buff. I just made that up. That's not really true. But it might be because... This woman works hard. And to sustain ourselves in life, this is difficult for men and women of every stage in life, uh, young and old, male and female, employed and unemployed. During this season, it's hard to keep our work going vigorously. And it's hard to keep our bodies strong enough to sustain ourselves during this time when we're very isolated from one another and uh, sometimes kind of feeling cut off or hemmed in or stuck at home? What can we do to stay strong? Because that helps us in other areas of life as well. Uh, One of the best things we can do for our emotions if we're feeling uh, a little homebound is to do some exercise, to get out and do some walking. I encourage you. She's not afraid of hard work. Number eight, women of noble character show quality workmanship. I've got to pause here. I've never heard this said, and so I'm going to make up a, a new word. I, today we need to say show quality workpersonship. That just flows off the tongue, doesn't it? Turn to whoever you're watching right now and say, is workpersonship really a word? Well, workmanship is, craftsmanship is, so person. It's a little unwieldy, but doesn't it fit the tone of Mother's Day? The affirmation of women, the era that we live in. I think I'm good with it. Women of noble character show quality workmanship, workpersonship. And also they save prudently. This is verses 18 and 19. She sees that her trading is profitable. We talked about real estate, considers a field, chooses to buy one, makes money from that. From that, she plants a vineyard. From that, does some trading, finds out that her trading is profitable. When you're in an agrarian culture, uh, when I would visit my, uh, my grandfather or visit my uncle on the farm in Minnesota, 
uh, some summers. It was a, a custom that if uh, you had uh, the equipment to uh, do the harvesting of the wheat or the corn or what it might be, you would share in the work of the other farmers around. And so the farmers uh, of, uh, in, within the community, within the region, would get together and would sort of pool resources, and everybody would come together to work on the harvest and to work on the process. Well, she is involved in the process, and her trading is profitable. And her lamp does not go out at night. And you're saying, where did you get the save prudently, Pastor Doug? That's from the lamp that doesn't go out at night. Do you know how lamps don't go out at night? That's because this woman of noble character works with quality, with energy, works hard, and works well, and shows quality workpersonship to the point that makes adequate money to keep oil in the lamp. In other words, today keeps the electricity on. Saves prudently. Number nine, women of noble character are not selfish. I love this verse, verse 20. Are not selfish, but give generously to care for needs. Not selfish, but give generously to care for needs. Verse 20, she opens her arms to the poor. We saw she took care of her family. We saw she took care of the people who, who work for the family. But she also opens their arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. I want to affirm the men and women of Bethany for how well you have worked, how hard you have worked, and how faithful you have been in your giving. Uh, many of you, uh, we know before the coronavirus crisis started, most people gave more conventionally, cash in the offering plate, a check, uh, maybe a card some gave online, uh, some of the younger generation particularly gave online. Now, the majority of people at Bethany give online, and our giving has not dropped precipitously like we thought it might, and you're enabling our ministries to continue and our outreach into our community to go on, and we are now impacting a considerable larger number of people in our weekend gatherings because of our video online live streaming that we're doing that we were forced to do because it was the only way we could meet. We're impacting more people. And God is blessing. And we're keeping uh, our people uh, involved and working, maybe harder than ever. But your giving has been faithful, and I commend you. You're not just thinking of yourselves. You're saying, how can we reach out and bless other people? Last week we had fellowship fund offering. You gave generously. I encourage you, continue giving generously to our fellowship fund offering because the needs are going to continue to grow during the season until people can uh, be on the other side of this uh, process of uh, isolation and, and virtual quarantine and uh, back at work. Continue, we ask you, give generously as you have been. Number 10, a woman of noble character they prepare for emergencies. Verse 21 says, When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed. She is prepared ahead. In the event, in Jerusalem, for example, the home of the king, uh, it doesn't snow often, and when it snows, the snow might fall, but then dissipate almost immediately. Where I grew up in Salinas, it very rarely snowed. Where I live in Covina, we've had hail. Does that not the same, but it's not normal. We're, we're, we're lucky to have 
snow on our mountains as we had uh, the beautiful snow because of all the rainfall and the cold weather of the previous month or so. Lord, we'll take more of that. But the point is when an emergency hits, this woman is prepared and her family is ready because of her preparation. Well, <clears throat> we know our government, I'm not casting stones here because this applies to uh, everyone across the board, whether it's federal and state or local, uh, our government were not fully prepared to respond to the challenges. This woman of noble character, she was prepared for emergencies. Number 11, a woman of noble character and women in general of noble character and people in general of noble character produce work of high quality and value. Back to her handiwork again, her uh, work personship. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. So she's not just kind of throwing together uh, cheap stuff. In fact, purple uh, was a color in that uh, era that was deeply prized. It was involved with coming together with some of the enzymes from uh, something we find in the ocean. It took a lot of them to be able to create the dye. And so purple fabrics were a sign of royalty. They were a sign of great high value. This woman does great workmanship. Purple, a sign of royalty. Do you remember what the clothing was that the soldiers who were brutalizing Jesus and gambled over his clothing? It was a purple cloak. Women of noble character produce work of high value and uh, high quality. May not be working in the seamstress industry, but the work that you do and I do should be of high quality. Number 12, women of noble character add value to their spouses. Verse 23, her husband is respected at the city gate. He takes his seat among the elders of the land. That's the city gate is the place where um, the leaders of the community and sometimes the leaders even of a wider uh, region would gather and would discuss the issues of the day and would kind of vote together and share together. But we could say this in our era, not just for husbands and wives, they're, they're, uh, they add value to their spouses, but we could also say make the other people around them look good. You and I, should add value to people so that we make the others around us look good. Pastor Brandon last night sent me a video he had done. Then I noticed at some point when I was still working, I got a little blip on my computer and here, uh, I said, uh, do I get a little revised version? He said, I just made one change, one change. And I had noticed, I, I watched it again and uh, he had changed the opening kind of credits where it was uh, affirming Mother's Day and he had added the hashtag essential workers. Perfect, well done. I thanked him for the excellence of his work. Uh, Sandy Torrey, uh, the past weeks and weeks and weeks has done superlative work, not just in reaching out to our kids along with Emily and they do such a great job connecting with our kids and uh, if you do a family uh, field trip, you'll see that they have something to give out to kids they have the last uh, three or four weeks. Uh, but also has worked in the preparation of our uh, payroll protection plan loan uh, from the government, which we believe that we 
have now qualified for, and I will not believe until I actually see that those funds will help uh, sustain and encourage on us to uh, continue uh, supporting and encouraging the incredible team of workers that we have here at Bethany and West Covina Christian School. But her work made that possible. We have so many people on our staff and so many people part of our church family who, who add value to other people, make the people around them look good. The first week we were uh, here and we met one week with social distancing and then we thought we're not going to be able to physically even meet. How do we how do we have a service? How do we get the good news of Jesus? How do we share that in our worship and our uh, the word with people? And on the Friday before the Sunday where we had to do something, who knows what, uh, Mr. Chad Lowry with his excellence uh, offered his services. I went home that afternoon having for the first time done a video sermon and, and had uh, two deep emotions strike me as we sat down, Sharon, uh, Stephanie and I sat down and watched our service for the first time. Number one, I thought, this is horrifying. And I don't know why anybody comes to our church if I'm the preacher and I find myself, wow, am I so full of verbal tics and annoying ways of communicating God bless you. Thank you for staying with us uh, for all these many years. But during the video time, uh, I thought the worship was astounding, was beautiful, and was moving and brought me into God's presence. But I thought, uh, Chad, the work that you did from, from week one, I just laughed and said, you know, if, if people were watching this and didn't know better, they would think that we knew what we were doing, which all of us would affirm we do not. But Chad does and is uh, training uh, Billy Vasquez who's been a great help to us as well to carry on what he's doing uh, when we all get back to whatever normal looks like in the future. Chad does excellent work and makes us look good. Number 13. Women who add value, women of noble character and people know they are respected in the marketplace and they benefit their families by benefiting their customers. They're respected in the marketplace. I hope that every one of you is. Respected by the people that you work for or work among or work with. And they benefit their families by benefiting their customers. Verse 24, she makes linen garments, sells them, supplies the merchants with sashes. This woman did not hear the go-home memo. Number 14, Women of noble character create financial security. Verse 25, she is clothed. What does she wear for her clothing? Because we're talking about, about clothing and the clothing she provides for her family and prepares for emergencies and takes care of her servants. But now we talk about her clothing. She is clothed with strength. David Allen Hubbard suggests that this means financial stability. You know in the New Testament where Jesus quotes the Hebrew scriptures and says the greatest commandment is this love love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul all your mind and all your strength that word strength means more than just our physical strength it means our financial capacity as well this is a woman who's created financial stability through her efforts clothed with strength and verse 15 uh, people of noble character are people of class of respect of dignity. Before the crisis began, I was discouraged, if not a little demoralized, by the conduct of 
many of our political leaders on both sides of the aisle of not treating other people with class, with respect, with dignity. Since the coronavirus crisis started, I've seen us work together across the aisle in our country, in our state, and have admired that, but I've also seen cheap pot shots being taken and thought we do not need this. Men and women of the Bethany family, we will be people of dignity and respect. We will treat others with respect. As followers of Jesus Christ, as beloved children of the Most High God. We're going to make it. We got five more. Verse 16 have a world class sense of humor. What's it say? She can laugh at the days to come. We're not in a time when we laugh at the days to come, but the point is that she's ready, she's prepared. Whatever happens in the future for us, whether it's in, economically, whether it's in our career or our job, whether it's in our health, whatever the future for our nation is, our world is, our state is, our, our community is, we're ready for the future and we trust in God and we can laugh. People with, nobility, no, with a great nobility, noble character, have a great sense of humor. Verse 17 they cultivate wisdom and they speak with kindness. I love this verse. She speaks with wisdom. How do you speak with wisdom? You go back to Proverbs 1, Proverbs 2, Proverbs 3 and begin to read it. And begin to read it on a regular basis throughout your life. She has cultivated a heart of wisdom. Out of our hearts is what we speak from. She cult has cultivated wisdom and she speaks with kindness. The law of kindness is not the, the NIV uh, translation, the TNIV translation here. Uh, it, it also came to me from my Old Testament mentor, uh, David Allen Hubbard. It's the, the Torah of chesed, the, the covenant love, that faithful love of God himself. She speaks out of the love of God. Wow. That could be the whole message, couldn't it? You and I, male, female, young, old, may we speak out of the love of God. Verse 18, women of noble character carefully watch out for others and they exemplify hard work. She, verse 27, she watches over the affairs of her household, does not eat the bread of idleness. Verse, uh, number 19, women of noble character deserve high praise, the highest praise and honor from their spouses and their children. Her children arise and call her blessed. She is blessed. Do you know why she's blessed? Bruce Walk, another Old Testament mentor, says she is blessed because she lives as the Creator intends. Oh, man, women, this preaches, this speaks to me, this speaks to us, doesn't it? May we live as God intends and, and, and enter into that blessed condition. God calls us to. Her husband also stands in her presence and he praises her with these words, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. We started with a woman of noble character or a person of noble character even, or a wife of noble character, a husband, an employee of noble character, a boss of noble character. Many people do noble things, but you surpass them all. Do you know why? Because there's a lot of people who do noble things, 
But this person being described here, this woman, this wife, is a wife of noble character. She doesn't just do noble things from time to time. She is a person of noble character. So what she does and who you and I are, it flows out of our character. May it be. Finally, women of noble character and people of noble character value deep relationship with the Lord over shallow charm. Verse 30, charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. What's wrong with charm? I kind of would like to have a little more charm than I do. What's wrong with charm? Women, don't put all your energy into charm. I talked to someone whose husband had not been a, a world-class husband and said, but he seems so pleasant, he seems so warm, he seems so kind of gracious and witty uh, to other people. And she told me he put so much of his effort and energy into how other people might look at him or think of him, but very little into his own character. What's wrong with, what's wrong with charm? Uh, David Ellen Hubbard in his commentary in Proverbs says that four things, just four bullets to end with, uh, our worship team's going to come up. He says, well, charm isn't real. Charm is not real. Charm is, uh, can be kind of uh, fixed up. Uh, Bruce Waltke says that uh, charm promises a lifetime of beauty that it cannot give. It's not real. Charm is deceitful. Charm is deceitful. Charm might get you a reality television show. But what you see is not what you get. Charm may not reflect inner character. Dated somebody at one time very early in my life. Thought she was very pretty, very attracted to her. Sat behind her in church one day and just watched at her look at another person and say something about them. And I thought, this is not a person of character. And the charm didn't reflect the character. And wonderfully, I married a person who has charm and beauty and character. Third bullet, physical beauty, like money, doesn't last. You know, Proverbs tells us that money has wings. Anybody say amen? So does physical beauty. I am blessed in that I didn't have any to lose, so now it's fine. But physical beauty does not last. And finally, a person who fears the Lord, that's the person who has true nobility. And that's the person that we want to, not just in this case, a noble wife, but a person who fears the Lord, that's the person that we want to seek out. Young men or women, look for a person of noble character. You might be attracted initially to the exterior. Look for the noble character. That's who you want to seek out. That's who you want as your friend. Not just someone who's popular, but someone who is a person of decency, dignity, respect. That's someone you want to date. That's someone ultimately you want to marry, God willing. That's a person, if you're looking for friends, that you want to befriend. If you're looking to hire somebody, that's the person you want to hire, a person of noble character. And according to Proverbs 31, someone worth emulating 
is a person that we want to treasure and that we want to celebrate. Thank you, living God, for your goodness. Thank you for the examples of mothers who may be imperfect because we all are, but we thank you for how they have spoken into our lives, brought us into existence, and through their efforts, pointed us to the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for our mothers. Thank you for women of noble character. Thank you for men of noble character. And may each one of us seek to be exactly that in our everyday lives. We ask this in the name of Jesus. And we pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and all God's children said,